0: Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to listen to this podcast, which I pray brings you some enriching and some helpful information to aid you in your pursuit of being a great dad and being a better dad every single day. Today's been fun for me. Um, I got out and ran today. I haven't done that in a while, so that was kind of nice to do. I think I probably did a mile and a half to two miles, which was a good thing. I'm trying to lose some of the dad bond, get back in shape. My perspective on this is I want to feel young and healthy because I want to be around as long as I can to see my kids grow up, but I don't want to just watch them. I want to be able to be a part of it. So when my son gets bigger than me and he's playing basketball... I still want to show him who the boss is on the court. All right. I want to show him that dad still has game. I know they won't say that at his time and his generation, but I'm going to bring it back and I'm going to show him what's up. So I want to stay a little fit, a little healthy. So that's what I'm trying to do, trying to get back into that. And that was good. I did that today. And all in all, things have been pretty well. We're coming off the hills of Father's Day while I'm recording this and got a great gift from my son. Uh, I posted about it on social media. He made a little book for me. It was all about daddy and it was really neat. The thing that I loved the most about it, aside from him sitting with me and turning the pages and being the boss of the whole experience and giving me the additional commentary behind the creation of every page of the book, the nice and the neat thing for me was getting some insight as to what he thinks about me because there's a whole lot of bad that he could think about me. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. There are plenty of things that he could say. I heard someone recently who tried to do something like this. They asked the kid, you know, can you tell us something about your dad? And it was like, well, he gives me spankins and he takes me out to eat and he gives me more spankins. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay. Not that there's anything wrong with spankins, If it's If it's that much, then maybe, but we'll talk about that another time because I'm sure that's a topic that some dads are really interested in. But it was just nice to see what Frankie thought about me, and it was really touching. It was. I'll cherish that thing forever. I will never get rid of it, and thankfully, my wife laminated it, so it should be good to go. But today, we're going to talk about something fun. Um, I'm sure everyone is really happy about the title of this podcast embrace the chaos don't you just love chaos isn't it so wonderful when chaos just storms into your life totally unexpected like that uncle from out of town who wants to just stick around for a little while yeah i know i know you love chaos i know that it's the best thing that happens to your day and to your week and to your life i know you don't like chaos no one likes chaos I took a little bit of time did some research for this podcast and I actually looked up chaos it took me You know about a few seconds to do this on google I just wanted to get a definition to have some sort of a basis to begin I looked it up and chaos was defined as complete disorder and confusion Now those two things alone the disorder and confusion are things that people do not like it's really funny How much chaos happens to us? how much disorder and confusion happens, and we spend so much time trying to fight it. We try and push off the inevitable. But let's just talk a little bit about disorder. Let's start there. No one likes things to be out of order. Even the young version of myself, who didn't clean his room, who didn't really have responsibility, whose parents didn't actually give me any chores. Yeah, I lucked out there. I still turned out okay. Maybe not everyone, but for whatever reason, uh, the Lord had some grace on my life. I think I'm okay, but I didn't have anything to do. And I was a little bit lazy, a lot of bit lazy, I guess. And I didn't clean my room. It didn't really, organization wasn't something that came into my life until later down the road. Now I love everything to have a place. I come in from work every day and I put my keys on the same hook because when I wake up the next day, And I have to leave I don't want to have to spend time looking for my keys I want to know right where to go I just want to pick them up right before I walk out of the door and leave have no frustration because I can't find my keys and things are not where they're supposed to be so I like order now I have a system to the way I go about my life but even when I was young and sloppy I still had a system you can think about this and you will recognize that you still had a system Someone could walk into my room and be like, hey, have you seen the remote to your TV? And I could be like, yeah, it's the second pile of clothes to the left of the closet door. I mean, you knew where stuff was. Stuff was horrifying to look at, but you understood your system. You liked things being where you had your things. If your mom would ever come in and clean your room, which fortunately I had a mother who did that, they would come in and they would clean your room and you would walk in and you were kind of grateful. But at the same time, you're like, where's my stuff? This isn't where I left anything. And so when someone messes with that system, when someone takes your order and changes it and creates disorder in your perspective, that's not something that we enjoy. That's not something that we like because now there's something that we have to do that we weren't planning on doing that brings in this element of change, which we tend to not like change either. And the other part of the definition was confusion. Now, we do not like confusion. Confusion can happen as a result of disorder. Confusion can cause disorder. But confusion can almost be a little bit of a standalone concept too. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and said something that you did not mean to come across a very particular way, but that other person that you were talking to took it in the most negative way that they could have taken it? And then you have some big dispute? And you go weeks, months, maybe even years not talking to this person because they were confused about what you said. Maybe they didn't have the same context. Maybe they weren't there. And maybe you just portrayed the story in a really terrible way. We do that. We make mistakes. Sometimes we just assume that people know the things that we know and we can say things and they come out really bad. It's not that everyone has ill intent when they tell a story or when they say something. But sometimes it's perceived that way. Confusion happens. And when confusion happens, it's not good. You've probably found yourself in a conversation with a group of people, people that maybe you consider to be your friends, but they all have a common interest that you don't have. And they're all having this conversation and they're talking and they're starting to laugh about something where well, you feel like the oddball. So you start to laugh too. And one of the people in the group they're like, oh yeah, did you see that? And you're like, no, I didn't. They're like, Oh, Okay, so you didn't actually see this. So you're just trying to laugh to be involved. That's really cute um, Hey, we're gonna go get some ice cream, but how about you just stay right there? That's kind of what confusion does it put it puts you a little bit out of place It puts you in an awkward situation. It can damage relationships It can do a lot of things and what happens when you have this culmination of confusion and disorder you get this fun little thing called chaos, chaos that we try to avoid, chaos that we run from, chaos that we do so many almost unnecessary things to help us avoid chaos. We just don't want to deal with it. Sometimes we avoid certain people. Sometimes we avoid certain families with kids that get to do things that our kids do not get to do because we don't want to deal with the drama of, but Cindy and Sally and John and Sam get to do this. Why don't we get to do this? Well, then that turns into something that we don't want to have to deal with as parents. We like to keep our stuff and our life the way that we want it. And we often put forth a lot of effort to avoid the inevitable chaos. Chaos is a lot like Liam Neeson's character in Taken chaos has a very particular set of skills and Chaos will find you and chaos will mess you up But only if you let it I Was reminded by someone recently that I should embrace chaos It wasn't a new concept to me because it was always you got to roll with the punches So it wasn't foreign. It wasn't a new idea and I don't expect this to be a new idea for you today but i want this to be a friendly reminder that as you go through life there's going to be times and periods of chaos there's going to be tough instances that you have to walk through but that's okay embrace those times roll with those punches let me give you a couple of examples the first one is more playful but Still a period of chaos that could have gone horribly wrong had I not taken the opportunity to breathe and embrace what happened. My wife had been sick. She woke up one morning. It was a Saturday morning. She woke up and she said, if you could please just give me a couple more hours of sleep, I think it would help. I'm just really exhausted. I'm weak. And so I was like, absolutely. Of course, you're my wife. I will move heaven and earth for you rest. No big deal. So I take the baby Jojo, who was about three months. I have Frankie and I have Reagan who were four and two. Now I have this tradition, this little routine that I've started with the kids on Saturday mornings. Most Saturday mornings I wake up and I make pancakes for the family. I enjoy this. I'm good at this. It's one of those things that dad does and dad does great and everyone loves it. So it makes me want to keep doing it so it's saturday morning by golly i'm gonna make pancakes i'm fending all by myself with the three kids but i'm gonna make these pancakes so i have jojo in a rock and play frankie's coloring reagan's kind of bouncing back and forth trying to make these pancakes i get them mixed up jojo starts to cry okay I only need one arm to hold a spatula and flip a pancake. I can do this. So I'm holding Jojo. I'm pouring the pancakes into the pan. I'm flipping them. No big deal. All is well. I think I've made like two pancakes and I typically make enough for all of us to eat. So I'm probably two pancakes deep into my routine. And Reagan walks up. She's like, I got to (laughs) poop. Okay, this is about to get really fun. So JoJo, who does not want to be put down. I have no choice I have to lay her back down Immediately she begins to cry. Well again, my wife is sick. I'm not about to just Ram into the room and be like look, I can't do this by myself. You're gonna get up You're gonna deal with it. I was not going to do that. I'm I'm just not that I'm just not that way Um, I don't think anyone should be that way unless it's like hey the house is on fire You have to get up and get up but I'm doing my thing. I lay her down and immediately she begins to cry. Got to deal with the crying. Frankie's complaining that she's allowed. I'm like, dude, just stay over there at the table. Keep coloring. You're holding down the fort for me. I appreciate this more than you will ever realize until you have kids. And then you'll really understand what daddy went through. So I go to the resting with and I get her situated. She's on the throne. She's doing her business. I'm running back and forth between her until she's done and the pancakes because I'm still making pancakes and my pancakes are delicious. I'm not going to let a pancake get burnt. Okay. I'm serious about these pancakes. So I'm making pancakes. I'm trying to calm the baby. I'm checking on poopy buns over there in the toilet. And I'm doing this back and forth, back and forth until finally she's done. So I do one last flip of the pancake. I go, I wipe her butt. She's all situated. Hands are washed. We're back in the kitchen. I flip the pancake again. I get Jojo. Now we're back in a rhythm. Okay. And I could have lost my mind. That could have turned out to be totally crazy. I could have erupted. I could have been like, we're not doing pancakes today. We're going to eat cereal. We're going to go somewhere and get breakfast. This is going to happen a different way, but I'm not about to go through this. I push through it because that's what, that's what I do on Saturday mornings. I make pancakes for the kids. They're expecting that. And I want to make them happy. I want to do what I can to make them happy. And we got through it. By the time everything was said and done, Amelia Jojo, she was asleep. Frankie and Reagan were at the table. They had their pancakes. I had my pancake. We were sitting down as a family. And it's like, we finally hit the piece that comes after the storm. Again, could have lost my mind, could have just scrapped the pancakes, thrown everything away, could have ran into the bedroom, told my wife, you're going to help me, you'll get over this, you can take a nap later. I I could have done so many things wrong in that scenario, but I embraced the chaos. I smiled because I had recently had the conversation with someone about embracing chaos and all the benefits of doing so. And so believe it or not, I smiled through the scenario a little bit, but when everything was said and done, It was enjoyable we were happy it was peaceful it was a great moment and it's something that I'm proud to talk about that I'm happy to talk about because although it was you know a little moment of chaos it was still chaos and I could have done things really bad but it didn't I pushed through it and the reward of that was wonderful so let's talk about another scenario of chaos Sometimes chaos doesn't just hit you in the moment. Sometimes chaos comes as a season and when chaos comes as a season, things can be really difficult to be very transparent. Things are a bit chaotic for us right now. Things are not the way that we envisioned things are not the way that we had planned. And when you go through a season of chaos, it makes it very easy for other things to act as little triggers to add additional stress to add additional anxiety to feel overwhelmed a lot more than you probably should so for example for us it all started with um amelia so we know she's on the way and our plan our plan for the first two had been what we would like to see is my wife home with the kids that's what she has always wanted now keep in mind She's not just pretty, she's brilliant. She's super smart, she's very professional, she's very savvy, she's a great leader, and so people really want her to work for them. And she had a good job, she had a very good paying job, and we were living very comfortably. And we didn't really have the opportunity for her to stay home with Frankie. So, we said, "Okay, we'll we'll make things work. We'll have someone watch him." We'll, we'll find something to do, but she's going to keep working. So we thought maybe with Reagan, she'd be able to stay home. Well, that didn't pan out either. So she stayed at work. So Amelia's coming and we were like, okay, we're going to make this happen. I had a different job at the time. just making a little more money. I was not making as much as her. She was still the breadwinner, but we said, look, we looked at our expenses. We said, we can make this happen. We can do this. We do a budget. We follow Dave Ramsey's plan. We try to, um, we're pretty good on and off the plan, but, uh, things aren't bad. So we knew what we needed to make. And we knew that my income wasn't going to cut it. We figured out some things that maybe she or I could do on the site to supplement and make things work. Well, things at my job didn't pan out so great. Some stuff happened and I knew it wasn't gonna work. One day I got home from work and we had to run to Ikea, but it was like 45 minutes from our house. So we're on the drive and on the way home, I told Lindsay, I said, if I could walk in tomorrow and quit, I would. Too much is happening, this isn't gonna work out. I know it's not gonna work out, I don't wanna be in this environment, it's just, it's just not good. So she talked to me, she reasoned with me, and she said, if that's what you want to do, then I'm okay with you doing that. Now, keep in mind, if I don't have a job and she's quitting her job because of baby number three, that leaves us with three kids, two dogs, one cat that you didn't know about, a house, mortgage, and no income. So that puts us in a really, really good situation. We're thrilled about this. Maybe we could be featured on HGTV or something if we had a few million dollars to spend on a home. It was crazy in the moment. She... She sided with me, which just, if you have a wife that supports you, even when things don't make sense, she's like a Sarah, okay? Sarah to Abraham. Abraham does some crazy stuff, but you never read that Sarah complained about it. If you've got someone like that, treasure them. If you have a wife who's right there, step by step, supporting you, holding your hand, partnering with you in life, do not ever go a day without being thankful for that person. So she said, you're good. You can do that. That's what you want to do. She even helped me write my letter of resignation. She helped me do it all professional. So I walk in, do the deed. And that was the last day. The day I gave the letter was the last day I worked there. A couple days go by this was on a Wednesday. The next two days, I'm just kind of home looking for stuff. And uh, the next week I started working with my dad, who's a general contractor in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So, Hey, if you ever need work done, residential, even commercial, uh, Vandegrift painting and remodeling, he's your guy. So that's what we were doing. And that still wasn't enough, but we were still on track to keep our plan. So we kept our plan and we are still going through the season of chaos and Sometimes it's overwhelming. You're trying to sort things out. You're trying to figure out, have I done enough on the side to, to make it through this month? Well, this next month coming up, we have all these additional things to worry about. Have we done enough? And it can be really easy to get sidetracked and overwhelmed in the chaos. To so let chaos just overtake you and take away moments of joy that you could have with your family. And this happened to me recently. I just was flooded with the thoughts of I've got to do this and i have got to do that and I've got to take care of this and this needs to be done. And it was so much. It just so overwhelmed me that I had the opportunity to, to go out and play catch with my son. And I did it, but it's I didn't have joy in the process. I had the opportunity to take my kids on a trip, maybe go to the park or just ride around with the windows down because they love that. And I did it, but I just didn't have joy in the process because I let the chaos get the best of me but when you will push through the chaos you will come out on the other side a better person chaos brings discomfort into your life that discomfort causes you to change you have to change change happens regardless But if you will lean into that change, if you will embrace that chaos, when you come through it, you've grown, you're better, you're stronger, you're a wiser individual. You are better when you come through the storm than you were when the storm hit you. I remember watching a very interesting video years ago. It was a stuntman and he was teaching what to do if you're about to get hit by a car. I know totally random, but it's applicable. He was talking about what you should do if you're about to get hit by a car. He said, most people probably have the natural instinct to try and jump out of the way. He said, maybe you have time to do that. Maybe you don't. That's not always the best thing to do. He said, if I find myself in the situation where a car's coming at me 40, 45 miles per hour, I'm thinking, how do I survive this wreck? Because he knows that the wreck is inevitable. It's going to happen. This car is going to hit him. So how does he get through this experience? That's his mindset. How do I get through the chaos that is about to crash into me? And he said, there's a spot on the hood that if you will aim for that, and you'll aim for it with your shoulder. When the car hits you, you'll roll off the windshield over the car and you can survive it. You might have some bumps bruises and some scratches, but it's better than getting crushed. It's better than having broken legs. It's better than getting your head slammed by the front end of this vehicle. It wasn't about running away from the car. It was about how do I get through this? How do I brace myself? for what is about to happen so that I can get through the other side. And that is the message that I want you to take today. I want you to prepare yourself to get through the chaos. Don't try and avoid it because the more you fight it, the worse it seems. I want you to focus on the things that are in store in the future. I want you to prepare yourself to go through the process. I want you to have your mind focused on embracing the chaos that is either coming for you because it comes for us all, or that you're going through right now in this moment, whether it be something that is small, like trying to make pancakes with it being a little crazier than usual, or if it is, we're trying to do things a very particular way because this is what we want. This is our goal and this is our focus. So whether it's a season of chaos or a moment of chaos, do not run from it. Do not try and fight it. Life is crazy for us right now, but I had a great day. I got out and I did something that I haven't done in too long. I got out and I ran. I went out and I took the dogs for a walk. I spent time with my kids. I laughed with them. I read them stories. I shared some insight with Frankie on something because forget about it, but it was, it was fun to teach him something, to show him something. We were able to have time together, smiles, joy, laughter in the midst of our chaos, in the midst of our trouble and our struggles and our trials, we were able to steal, laugh, And love each other and enjoy the day just because chaos finds you does not mean that you have to lay over and just die don't do that don't resist chaos don't try and run away from it when it comes your way lean into it embrace the chaos lean into the change and allow it to make you better Allow it to birth growth into your life. And if you will do that, if you will do that as a father, if you'll do that as a man, if you'll do that as a business professional, if you'll do that in any aspect of your life, I promise you, you will see growth and you will see success. But if you will do this as a dad, our whole goal of being better dads every day becomes achievable. If you will show your kids, hey, when times get tough, we keep our heads up high. We walk through the storm hand in hand. We keep smiles on our faces. We do it together. We walk through it and we get to the other side. You're going to be an example to your kids. They're going to remember those times, not as bad times. They're going to remember those times as good times times that they were with mommy and daddy, times that they shared moments and laughter enjoy with you. So the message today, embrace the chaos. It's coming. It is inevitable, but it doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to mess you up. Embrace the chaos and enjoy the growth that comes from that. Thank you for listening today. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads, and I'm Anthony Griff I hope you'll join me next time.